what I'll make the case for today is that many of your listeners and viewers are most likely losing their opportunities, not at the end of the process, they're losing it at the beginning because they didn't build trust in the beginning. They just went along with the game, hoping at the end it might work itself out. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name's Rick Nusky. I am your host. I'm also very, very lucky today because I have somebody incredibly, tan- incredibly talented, incredibly special. I'm on the line with the wonderful Ari Galper. Welcome to the show, Ari. Thank you, Rick. Pleasure to have me. Appreciate, appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Now, uh, you and I have been just talking briefly about all of the wonderful thing, uh, things you've been up to. You've been very, very busy. Now, um, just for some context for the audience, Ari, I'm going to share that uh, you are an entrepreneur, a business owner, speaker, and the author of the Unlock the Sales Game. You've also been uh, contributed to many other well-known titles that we're going to be talking about, and you are the world's number one authority on trust-based selling, and that is a key point I'd like to, uh, to point out here. Now, um, you're, you and I are going to be talking about sales myths, mindset principles, and how to unlock your sales game. Well, wow, that's a lot going on. It is, it is, but it's time for a shift, so uh, it, it's, it's the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Look, and um, I have to uh, start off by uh, saying thank you. Now, uh, anybody who works with Ari, you'll receive in the mail something like this. It's called... Uh, in my in my world, it's called Trump, uh, Lumpy Mail. It's uh, on the cover here. If you can't really see it, it says "Trusted Authority for Professional Consultants." Now, thank you again for that. Um, st- uh, starting off, and we'll talk about that in a little while. But um, first of all, um, where where's home for you, Ari? So I'm originally from the U.S. As you probably caught the accent, but um, <laughs> I'm originally from California. Been here in Sydney now for 20 years. I married an Aussie. I'm a wife online 20 years ago, and um, been here ever since. Three kids later. Fantastic. Yeah, look, uh, Sydney's a wonderful place. And, uh, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit about um, some of the things you do. Now, I know that uh, the world being uh, what it is at the moment, I think um, getting around and about uh, doing the things we love to do is a bit of a challenge at the moment. But when you do, Ari, what do you enjoy doing with yourself? Well, I, I like enjoy doing uh, tennis. Um, I spend a lot of time with the kids. Um, I'm working on uh, restoring a plastic car right now. Oh, beautiful. So. That's a whole project in itself, oh, yeah. and really just getting the word out about uh, helping people out in the world who are stuck in the old paradigm of selling and chasing what I call ghosts and playing the game that no one likes anymore, and just helping them get back to authenticity again and trust. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know I'm, I'm going to talk about that in terms of uh, you know everything that I've received through the mail. Um, you obviously are just let me find it here. Author of multiple books, including um, Unlock the Sales Game. You've contributed to the likes of Dan Kennedy's books, along with many, many others. You've got another book here called Trusted Authority, and a beautiful book. I have to say that I really, really enjoy looking over. It's a great resource to flick through called Lessons from Toby. Now I'll let you talk about that in a little while um, when we. Get into the core of the call, but um, let's go back a little bit. And now, um, if you can remember, as I struggled to, when you were a kid growing up, um, I always like to, I guess, give a bit of context to the call by sharing a little bit about your life. Now, do you sure. have uh, any memories in your childhood that you can remember that you'd like to share with us? Well, I did spend a year uh, uh, abroad, internationally, uh, in uni. I um, went to uh, Middle East and I spent a year in Israel. 
there as a foreign student. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was very powerful for me to see uh, the outside world and different perspectives and open up my mind to what's possible out there. That was a big impact on me, um, as well as growing up with a father who was a psychologist. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, That'll do it. And, uh, you know, he left me at night and he, in bed when I was a kid and he said to me, Ari, how do you feel today? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I got comfortable with the idea of being very open, authentic, and um, not, not hiding behind the ego uh, growing up. So all that blends into what we talk about today. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I'm really in, enjoying um, uh, what, you, what you're sharing with the show. Thank you very much. Now, um, you obviously need to look after yourself as a business owner, very busy. Um, now, what does a daily routine look like? Do you have any sports things that you do? What's your thing? A lot of walking. Mm-hmm. Um, live near, the, near near Bondi Beach here in Sydney. So a lot of walking in the mornings. That's a hard life. A lot of... Uh, University on wheels, as they call it, listening on the on the earphones <laughs> yes, as I'm yes. walking every day, hearing another, some more insights, learning all the time, uh, as much as possible to stay ahead of the curve. Because now our knowledge is really what our differentiation is. How 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 much more than we know than the client knows that that gap. The bigger the gap is, yep. the better for you. Yep, a couple of things here. You know, you're obviously an on, you value ongoing learning. You you like audible books by by the sounds of things. Yeah. Um, who are yeah. you reading at the moment or listening to? Uh, well, I've just finished the book uh, called Relentless uh, by Tim Grover. Uh, mm-hmm. He was the mindset physical coach of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and um, just finishing his thinking, his way of thinking. I really enjoyed that. Always looking for different, uh, Perry Marshall as well, 80-20 yes. sales and marketing. Oh, That's beautiful book. book. Um, I actually in that book as a case study, but I, I, the book's great to read over and over again. So the, the, real, the ones that have the principles in it, the values... Mm-hmm. Things that never change. Those are the ones that I'm looking for. Ideas around that. Yeah, fantastic. Those constants, you could say. Exactly. Yeah, I, uh, I I've been looking through uh, your website, and um, I'm just shuffling through all of the the great material that you've sent uh, through to me. And you've been rubbing shoulders with you know the likes of uh, Joan Rivers, you know Richard Branson. How do you get around these people? What what is it that has made you so um, I guess exposed to this this level of uh, individual? Well, it's what I teach, which is becoming a trust authority with people. How mm. to build trust with people, no matter what level they're at. And sometimes we feel like we're at the lowest rung of the ladder. Who are we to go up the ladder? But when you tap into your uh, genius zone, as I call it, your, mm. in your power, and you know how to connect with people around their problems. And you could package yourself in a way where you're what I call the category of one, then other people notice you. They 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 want to learn from you. And that's been kind of my secret. And the box you received there in the mail, we call it a trust box yes. because in there is what we call trust assets, things that really send the message about what the what we do without providing the full solution because it's premature the process to do that. But all these elements here add to that what I call positioning. Yep, fantastic. And you know what? The uh, There's one thing I received in that uh, trust mail, that trust box, which really blew my mind. I'd never seen it before, was the little video player. That was fantastic. Thank you. That was right, what, sure. a, what an experience. I felt like I knew you straight out of the gate. Now, um, Ari, can I ask you, um, you, you Richard Branson's of the world, and, and the list could go on and on and on. In terms of mentors for you specifically, do you, do you value mentorship? Absolutely. And... Um the two core ones who I've been with 
in their mastermind groups for years have been Perry Marshall and Dan Kennedy, who you know as well. Yep. Um, both of those people have really helped me get my chops in terms of my direct response marketing process is really tightly honed. And then Perry with a very out of the square thinking oh, yeah. uh, on his 80 or 20 principles. So th- those two elements really helped a lot. And then, of course, uh, just reading, picking up ideas. But I would, if I had to choose the two mentors that really made the biggest difference, it would be those two. Yeah, thank you for sharing now with the GKIC community is something very special, as is uh, Perry Marshall's book with the 80-20 principle inside. It's funny, it's very true, isn't it, when he says that once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's everywhere. It's so true now. And everything that I do during the day in my work is always... It's annoying. It's always... Well, he says it's now 95-5, not 80-20. Oh, yeah. It's now even more extreme. So you end up noticing the one or two things among the many things that actually are the most important things of all. Like if you got a hundred resumes, there'd be one in there that you know is the winner. It's like, you know, um, you just boil it down to that big, that one or two things among the many things is the things that you want to access. Yeah, he talks about that fractal moment where it breaks down yeah. again and the, I guess the 1% out of the 1% of the 1%. It's incredible, incredible content. Thank you. Now, I wonder, um, you know, we always see um, the success stories. We can talk about, you know, people uh, recently flying to the moon and it's all success, success, success. But um, for you, what have you learned from failure? From where? From failure, from experiencing failure. Or haven't you experienced any before? <laughs> well, of course. I mean, uh, haven't we all? I mean, yeah. it's like after 20 years, all of a sudden, an overnight success. I mean, yeah. after 20 years has been a very much an S curve. You know, it's yeah. like you try this model, you get stuck, it's not working. You try a different model, it's not working. And that took a lot of resilience to be able to get back up and try something new. And that's that's the hardest part people have is that they fail in one area and they feel like a failure and they're afraid to try something new. They don't invest any more money or any or insights or resources or time to try a new idea or new work with someone new. They just feel like they're going to sort of sit where they are and let things happen as they should. But the, the truth is you got to step back out in the game and push to the next level every single time to make a breakthrough. Yeah, thank you. I, 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 I want to now sort of uh, shift focus on to the Unlock the Sales Game book. I, I'd love to know the moment in time, if you can recall it, that you decided this is the moment that I'm going to write this book. Where did this come from? Look, it came from an incident that happened to me experienced 20 years ago when I was a sales manager in a software company. Mm-hmm. And we launched the first online website tracking data collection tools. Now it's called um, Google Analytics. But um, back then, it actually cost money. It wasn't for free like it is now. And we launched the first online tools around that. And uh, the, the big opportunities came across my desk. The leads that came to her website came to me. There were big opportunities. This one deal came across my desk. I called the contact back. We had a great conversation, he and I. It was a big company. You recognize the name. Yep. If I closed yep. this one sale, it would double the, the business in one go. That's how big it was. Big. Oh, wow. Big deal. So uh, the he agreed to a conference call and a demo to show him our product. And the, the day finally came Friday afternoon, four o'clock. I'll never forget it. And I was in the conference room with my with my director. I closed the door behind me. Big long table in front of us. In the middle of the table was a speakerphone. You know the old school ones, yes, like yes. Star Trek ones. Yes, yes. And so I, I dialed the speakerphone and I called the number they gave me. He picks it up. He says, "Hey, how's it going, Ari?" I said, "Good." And he says to me on the phone, he says, "Let us tell you, Ari, who's with us here in the conference room." And I was like, oh, didn't know be someone else there. Next thing I heard is, my name is Jack, I'm CEO. I was like, oh, this is good. 
My name is Mike. I'm head of IT. This is even better. My name is Julie. I'm global head of global marketing. This is amazing. Wow. I mean, literally, Rick, everybody on this call was a decision maker. Decision makers, yes. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen on this call because they're all there at one time. So I began to introduce myself. Then we did a live demo over the web of our tools on their websites ahead of time, gathering all their information. I started showing this to them, how it works, all the information. And I started hearing this noise on the phone call like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. This is fantastic. They started asking me all kinds of questions. How does it work? How do we solve it? What's technology? Who are your clients? And of course, I had all the answers. I, I was trained in sales. I was competent. Yeah. I was professional. I wasn't aggressive. I was doing my thing. And there was so much chemistry on this call. It was like a love fest on the phone. <laughs> They're always nice to have. You know what I'm talking about? Like there was no resistance. Like it was just like flowing back and forth and back and forth. And then, then the call, and I was like, oh, this is such a good call. And my contact says to me, Ari, this is great. We love this. Look, give us a call a couple of weeks, follow up with us, and we'll move this thing forward. Excellent. I said to myself, oh, thank you. Like, this, was, this was the sale of the year, you know? So I said <laughs> my goodbyes. I was so looking forward to our next call. And I said my goodbyes. And I took my, my arm, and I reached for the phone in the middle of the table with my hand. As I'm reaching for the, the off button on the, on the speakerphone, I'm about to hit that off button, and by complete accident, I hit the mute button instead of the off button. By oh. complete accident. And a small click happened, and they thought I hung up the phone. Oh. oh. In that split second, a voice inside of me said, Ari, go to the dark side. Be a fly on the wall. Go where no one's ever gone in the world of sales before. And I pulled oh. my thumb back for a couple of seconds. They started talking amongst themselves thinking I had left the call. Oh, no. <laughs> now, this is not a trick question. But what would you imagine they would have said after a call like that? What would you imagine they would have said amongst themselves? I wish I had some, uh, you know, definitive information on paper, maybe. You would think that. You know, something reasonable like, hey, sounds good. Let's look into it. Something positive. Yeah. But let me share with you what they said verbatim, word for word. I'll never forget it. That's why we're all here today. Yep. What they said was this. They said... We're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information and make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Knife in heart twist. Oh. I was in a state of shock. My goodness. I couldn't believe it. I snapped out of it. I hit the off button. I looked at the wall and I said to myself, what did I do wrong? I was competent, I was professional, I, was, I did everything I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the first big epiphany hit me, and you can tell me if you agree with me on this or not, that somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth to people who sell, right? Yeah. It's yeah. okay to say things like, sounds good, send me information. Yeah. We're definitely yeah. interested. Wait, send me a proposal uh-huh. without any intention of what? Buying. Exactly. And then I asked myself, why were they afraid to tell me the truth? I'd be okay with the truth. And I realized that moment, the reason why there's this invisible kind of flow of pressure that flows underneath every sales dialogue you have with someone in your sales process. And it's there. Now, you can't see it and they can't see it, but boy, they can feel it. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't aware of it and removing the pressure from the process the entire time in your sales model, then you'll always have them feeling comfortable having their guard up, giving you breadcrumbs just enough to interest you and have you chase them without them having any intention of committing. 
where you get stuck when I call the, the, the dysfunctional sales game, chasing what I call ghosts. People who show interest but don't want to buy from you, and you're stuck playing the numbers game. And that became our whole shift called Unlock the Game, where your mindset is a shift away from the end goal of the sale, but instead to build deep trust with people, remove the pressure, and build what I call a moment of vulnerability where they feel comfortable opening up to you and telling you the truth so you know where you stand, mm. you're not chasing ghosts anymore. That became our whole philosophy 20 years ago. It's helped thousands of people now and really revolutionary, uh, revolutionary in terms of thinking. That's a fantastic story. Thank you very much. It really gives some great context around how this has come to be now. Uh, you know, fortuitously, I think that you had that experience, isn't it, really? Um, and, and, and also, um, what I get from that is that it's given you a story. And I wonder, um, does story play a part in, in your sales process? Is that important? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to give people an authentic view of where you're coming from. They have mm. to feel like you've been there. You've done that. You know, yeah. you can relate to their pain that you, you, you have empathy. Yeah. Actually, more importantly, you actually care about them. What a concept. You actually care. Yeah. Imagine that. About people. That's a novel idea. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Now I know that, uh, you know, you are busy, but I, I just want to, for a moment, ask you, do you think that, um, uh, there's, uh, always a sale to be made? Do you, or is it something that you can tell in your process that, hey, look, they are leading me on here? What are the signals that you look for? Oh, so, right. So the way you detect when you're being caught up in the game mm -hmm. is by first, and what maybe we should talk about this, is, is the sales myths, is to be able to, to yes, of be aware of these sales myths that are back of our hard drive mentally that we have to take out before we can be aware of these things. I'll give you an example. Number one is the idea that sales is a numbers game. Yep. That's an old school myth where the idea is the more contacts you make, the more sales you make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, We discovered in this economy now, it's not about how many contacts you make anymore. It's about how deep you go on each call, how good you are at trust building, not how good you are at how many contacts you make. It's a very much of a flip on the model there. Yeah. Number two yeah. is the idea that the sale is lost at the end of the process. And I'm sure you've been there before where you had a deal pending that looked really positive. All the tick boxes were ticked, green yes. light. Mm -hmm. It just fell through at the end. You said to yourself, what happened? It was such a great fit with us. Well, we discovered in, now in this day and age, the sale is not lost anymore at the end of the process. It's now lost at the beginning of the process, at how low. And I'll prove it to you right now in a fun way. If someone calls your office tomorrow morning and you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through your mind in about three seconds? Oh, I'm trying to be sold here. Somebody's it's trying over to hello, something. isn't it? Yes. It's so obvious that it's not. Yet your guard goes up. Yep. You pull back and yep. now it's a battle. So what I'll make the case for today is that many of your listeners and viewers are most likely losing their opportunities, not at the end of the process. They're losing it at the at beginning. The because they didn't build trust in the beginning. They just went along with the game, hoping at the end it might work itself out. There seems to me that there's an element of, of true, authentic relationship building here. I've mentioned authentic, I've mentioned relationship. Are they important characteristics in this process? Very much, but I will distinguish one important thing here, and that mm -hmm. is that trust building and relationship building can be mutually exclusive. Right. Meaning you don't have to become their friend. They don't have to like and get to know you. You don't have to lay them thick with, hi, nice to meet you. How are you today? How's it going out? You don't have to do the old sales stuff, which is build rapport and get them to like you. Because look, they really don't want to become your friend. 
No. All they want is their problem solved. It's like a doctor-patient relationship. When you see a doctor, he doesn't work hard for you to like him. What he focuses on is diagnosing your problem. And that's the model we're talking about here is how to basically position yourself as a doctor, not worry about the relationship. Because I tell my clients, you build relationships with people Mm -hmm. after the sale, not before the sale. Before the sale, it's only trust building. And trust building is only, the definition of that is when the other, your prospective client feels like you understand them at a deep level, not rapport building, but connecting with them at a level where they say to themselves, he just gets me. He just understands what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Now you talk about uh, throughout your literature, the one call sale process. What is that about? Uh, Well, I'm working on a new book right now, coming out next year. Uh, called the one call sale. There you go. And what that means is uh, I figured out a system and a methodology no one else in the world has figured out to compress your sales cycle from multiple steps to one single trust-based conversation. One only. No follow-up, no next steps, no I'll think about it, call me next week. All that goes away. Because on one conversation, you can determine if they're a fit with you or not a fit. If they're not a fit, you disengage. Yep. If they are a fit, you help them on board with you. So I've got a whole system around that that I'm, that I'm going to be uh, in my book next year, which I'm now teaching and giving away to my private clients. Well, fantastic. We'll talk about that a little bit more in terms of websites and where they can find that information. But I'd love to, uh, I guess, focus in on a little bit, if we could, Ari, on on sure. mindset. Now, if you wake up of a morning and you know you've got an important uh, call coming up, you, you tend to, I guess, shuffle around and get all hyped up about this. How do you stay calm? What is the best approach that somebody who is inexperienced should take? Great question, because what we do is we put what we call sales armor on around us uh, and we get to work because we're ready for the battle. We're ready yep. for bullets. So we, mm-hmm. get, we get all teed up, right? Our energy goes up. We're going to get hyped up. We got to pop because that pumped up kind of attitude is what protects us from the rejection. Yep. Nobody likes to be hurt, do they? Correct. But we discovered that rejection actually is triggered by certain things you say and do unconsciously that cause the other person to push back on you. And if you know what those triggers are, you remove them from your process. You never, ever again experience rejection. You flow right through. And if you want, we'll do some examples today around the principles. I'll give you people examples of what I mean by that. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I, I wonder, um, you know, when we talk to somebody and we don't know who they are and we, we need to learn, literally learn about them on the fly, um, you know, is, is there an art to, I guess, actively listening to someone? Or should well, you be you doing more to, of the talking? Well, Look, if you know your target market in advance, mm-hmm. you have to at least know what their two or three or four core problems are. You can't be fishing for their problems. You can't be looking for their issues. You have to know in advance what your market's problems are. So let's just say you have a scheduled call with somebody uh, and, it's a, and it's from LinkedIn or something, and it's a scheduled initial call with someone. You know, you don't begin the call with, hi, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Hey, how's the weather outside? How's everything treating you? Uh, here's a plan for today. Uh, I'll be doing this at the end of the call. All that has to go out the window. Yeah. Because that's sales preamble talk. Nobody wants to hear that from you. And people know it, don't they? They know, it, they know in three seconds. It's the sales setup. Mm-hmm. So you got to take all that stuff out of your process. And instead, start the call with this. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. You ask permission. If it's okay with you, 
why don't we start with you share with me a little bit about your situation, a bit about your story, up to your current business situation and challenges. We'll go from there. So you put the ball in their court. They start talking about their situation. And out of that comes their general problems. Mm-hmm. From there, you have to go what I call down the iceberg with them. You don't move them forward. You move them down where you unpack their issues. You have them own their issues and amplify them so they understand the gravity of not solving their problem. And the ROI behind the losses by not solving is they understand this becomes a priority to solve. Then they can justify the price to hire you. So our model is not, see what happens in normal selling is when you talk to someone on the phone and they're qualified and they have a problem you can solve, your yep. instinct says to you, ooh, it's <laughs> good. Here we go. So good, yes. <laughs> and you, you can't wait but to tell them about your solution. You're like, oh, I can help you with that. Ooh. <laughs> Hold on. Right. But that's what kills trust. Yep. They don't want to be sold by you. See, they're, the whole time they're not asking themselves this question, they're not saying, how does he solve my problem? They're asking themselves, is he the one to solve my problem? They don't yeah. care about your solution. They care about the way you're treating them. You treat them in a non-sales way and you unpack their issues and you ask this question at the end. You say, is this a priority for you? to solve once and for all, yeah. then you know you have someone who's serious who wants to solve their own problem. It's almost like a therapist and a patient. If the patient doesn't want to own the problem, they're the worst patients to have because you've got to drag them through it. <laughs> yeah. becomes very natural, doesn't it? I really like this. It's a quantum shift to the left almost um, compared to you know your traditional sales approach, which are tired and boring, almost antiquated approaches. I'm really, really appreciating um, your your time and willingness to open up on this wonderful topic, Ari. Now, um, given that you've ch- uh, traveled around the world, you've, you must have seen lots of different ways that trust and authority and all of these processes are used elsewhere do you find that cultural differences have an impact on this the success of this approach actually no we have people from all over the world that are taking the same approach and the same mm-hmm. language converting their language and it's working just fine I, I i'm blown away myself from japan from russia from europe from the western countries trust is a natural element of the human condition and we, we, we are naturally trust people at our home with our family and our kids. But when we get to work, something changes. Yeah. We, we change our psyche. We get ready for the battle. We just become the sort of like walled person. And then, uh, so it's really, this is, goes down to the human, human condition. And everyone, anyone can use this in all areas of life, from selling to relationships. It's really, it's really trust-based communication is what it is. I love it because, you know, it tells me that anybody who's listening on the, on the show today, you know, we've got startup entrepreneurs, existing small to medium-sized businesses across, um, you know, a plethora of different industry types and niches. It would be encouraging for them to, to hear this. Now, um, I'm wondering, um, when you're talking about this, you, I get this impression that you should be focusing more on um, adding value rather than the, I guess, the conversion. Would that be fair? Well, let me help with that. And I'm glad you brought that up because you mentioned the word value. And we are taught to educate prospects, give value, show our competence, and Mm -hmm. provide them more information. And I tell my clients this, stop giving value. Oh, of course. Instead, provide clarity Clarity. on their problem. They don't care about your solution. They don't, don't do free consulting. 
stop giving away your information. They don't care about that. What they care about is you having given them the clarity on what their problem is and how to solve it. It's like going to a doctor and you said to yourself, my, my shoulder hurts. He goes, let me take a look. Is it over here? Oh, 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 wow. Mm. You got to get an x-ray, an MRI. We got to take a look at see what the, what the source of the problem here is. You get an x-ray, you slap it against the wall, and you tell the guy, yep, it's right there. And he feels a sense of what? Relief that he actually Relief. knows what the problem is. He, he yep. Pre-sale. They want clarity on the problem, not the solution. So it seems to me that um, a lot of clients, customers, patients wouldn't know what their problems are beforehand, so stop assuming that they do. Well, great point, because in most cases, your prospects might tell you what they want, Hmm. but it's oftentimes not what they need. Yeah, it's just the steak and sizzle thing. It's because... They see the world through a 180-degree prism of their mm. situation. Yep. We, you see things 360 because you're on the outside. So they themselves aren't even qualified to articulate their own problems. That's yep. your job as a doctor to diagnose their problem with our trust-based questions and models around that. Yeah, loving this call. I just wonder, given that uh, what's happening in the world today, Ari, um, um, presumably you're doing some remote work. Um, is it difficult to, or uh, more challenging um, to gain trust online? Because a lot of it us is, are doing work that way. It is if you're selling the old way. Yeah, of course. Now, if you're selling this way, it's easy as butter. Because that was just an obvious question that came up to me because, you know, you can't feel the room, you know, when you're in front of somebody. Is it different? Here's the thing. <clears throat> It's not the medium that counts. Mm. Live, through the phone, Zoom, speaking. It's not the medium. It's the approach. If your approach is authentic and focused on them, the medium doesn't matter. They'll still pay you anyways. So this would, this would be, uh, I guess, uh, an automatic um, and a very effective way to deal with objections um, from those who have had really bad experiences with questionable marketers and marketing techniques in the past, wouldn't it? Yeah, very much so. Oh, absolutely. We, we have a whole body of work around diffusing objections as well, how to re-engage with people and how not to fight the battle around that. Um, I'll give you an example, a classic one. And I'm sure this before, you know, the one that's, that says uh, your price is too high. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a pretty common one. Your oh, fee yeah. is too high. You hear that, yep. heard that one before? I'm not paying that. <laughs> <laughs> but the usual response to that is what? If someone says your fee's price is too high. Oh, then they just go and try to explain why it is and why it's justifiable? Yeah, it's fight or flight. You defend yep. yourself or you back away. Mm-hmm. You give it. That's the only response people are trying to do pre, uh, from, the, from the 80s. But yep. in our approach up to, up to the modern day, when someone says your price is too high, your fee is too high, what you say instead is this, you say, you're absolutely right. right. Yeah, and you can't put up a guard against that, can you, when you're agreeing? Then you say, it, and here it is, it, here's your operative word, it can be perceived as high, which is true. If you haven't had a chance to actually implement or try this to get the result yet. Of course, it feels high on the outside. But would you be open to a different perspective on how we can build a business case for this so it makes sense for you? It's wonderful. I'm loving it. Now, if we can, I'm just showing the book up on the screen here. I'd love to talk a little bit about 
what people are going to find inside Unlock the Sales Game. I know what's in there. I was wondering if you could just give a bit of a, a summary of sorts sure. as to what's There's inside. some great languaging in there. Uh, there's tips. There's different ways to handle the outbound call. It's a great taster of what's possible if you work with us and reach out and ask for help. Um, and it's a great primer that you can get it right from our, our website directly, get the book shipped to you and, and read it. Uh, and it'll change your whole thinking and maybe even change your life as well. Yeah, thank you very much. Now, I know that uh, um, you have other content that comes out with that. You've got, a, um, I guess, a bit of a magazine as well. Though I found that very interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, that's very well worth getting your hands on. Now, in terms of your website, when somebody gets there, do will they find um, courses, content? What will they find? Yeah, it's right there on the homepage. Uh, there's all my books are there. There's also under Work With Us. It's There's an opportunity if you want to do some one-on-one Coaching with us is also either a group of salespeople, a large group of people underneath you that you want to be trained on this. Uh, and there's also um, uh, a membership entry point for people to access our library of courses as well. So there's plenty of entry points for everybody depending on your situation. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Now, if uh, you are on this call and you're wondering about how to, I guess, change the way that you approach the the the, uh, the sales process, because there is a new, better way that's been, in fact, established for some time now, given what I, I know of the book, um, Ari is the, the person that you need to reach out to and find him. Now, um, where are they going to find you? Where's the best place uh, online? I would start at unlockthegame.com. I uh, just give it directly. It's got a great overview for all the resources. And if you want to get hold of me directly, just go to uh, LinkedIn and connect with me. Say hello. Let me know you you heard me on this podcast. And we can we can have a chat. That's wonderful. Again, it's been such a wonderful um, call today, Ari. Um, so much to learn. We've just literally touched the tip of the iceberg on this. This is the eighty twenty rule ninety five five. I think <laughs> there's so much more hidden underneath the surface of this wonderful call. Um, with that in mind, definitely make sure you reach out to Ari and his wonderful team at Unlock the Game. I will be making sure that the links are made available to Ari and his wonderful team. But uh, right now, Ari, the 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 one and only thing I'd love to say to you is thank you so very much for joining me on the My Future Business Show today. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.